There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. 13-time Grammy winner Pharrell Williams will be honored tonight at the annual Grammys on the Hill event at the Hamilton in Washington, D.C. I spoke to Recording Academy CEO Harvey Mason Jr. about Pharrell's career and bipartisan efforts on Capitol Hill to secure musician rights and reform live event ticketing. Harvey Mason Jr., CEO of the Recording Academy. Yes, the head honcho of the Grammys, baby. We're talking about uh, the Grammys on the Hill event. It's an annual tradition at the Hamilton. It's going to be on April 26th this year. Uh, before we get into this year's honoree, because it's a big deal, but just real quick, you know, why is the Hamilton such a, a great location to do this, you know, proximity to Capitol Hill, all that kind of big picture stuff? Well, biggest picture stuff. It has the coolest stage. It's got a great underground kind of music scene down there. It's just an incredible vibe. The food's amazing, and they've always been really, really good to the Academy. Plus, there's history there. I just love the history. There have been so many important decisions and meetings that have had that happened there, and we kind of consider ourselves fairly important in the world when it comes to politics and music, so we like to try and follow up what's happened at the Hamilton in the past. Awesome. Well, without further ado, uh, this year's honoree um, is a big deal. Um, it's Pharrell Williams, uh, 13-time Grammy winner, I believe. Um, I, I was going to say, why is, why is he so deserving? But that's sort of, you know, needless to say. <laughs> but uh, I'll just tee it up to you, though. Why, why was Pharrell sort of a no-brainer this year? Well, he's just been a real champion for the music community. He's done so much philanthropic work in addition to being uh, an incredible, prolific producer, artist, writer. Uh, he's had a passion for advocacy and for social justice. He's been totally committed to his community and the music community. His festival, Something in the Water, has uh, been something that's brought people together around music. And he's just generally been somebody who's cared about people and, and used his platform and his position uh, to make a difference. And those are the people we like to honor. I'm glad you mentioned the Something in the Water Festival because it speaks to sort of his local connection. You know, he's from Virginia Beach, and I know they had that festival down there many years. Last year, I believe, they even brought it up. It moved up, and they did it at the National Mall um, yep. with uh, D.C. Mayor Bowser. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to be um, this year. I think I heard that it might be moving again. But He's um, back in Virginia Beach. He's back in Virginia Beach. But he's also established a thing called Yellow, which uh, helps improve the lives of youth through education. So... He has been uh, as prolific in his philanthropy as he has been in his music. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you can speak to, uh, I'd love to do a deeper dive into Pharrell's music too, but before even like his own solo stuff, talk about sort of those those early, you know, groups let, that he had, like the Neptunes, and we all remember the song Frontin' and, and N-E-R-D, oh, yeah. N-E-R-D with Rockstar. I mean, I that one is is so it's catchy as all hell. <laughs> but uh, talk about those early groups and, and why that sort of, you know, uh, a lot of people forget, might even forget he was in those. 
yeah, he was in those and then the clips and other groups that he put together and a and He's just extremely talented. He came up as a young producer in Virginia Beach. I believe he worked uh, with Teddy Riley for a bit and then just started making a name for himself along with his, his partner, Chad, uh, under the name The Neptunes. And they produced pretty much everyone from all the biggest hip-hop artists all the way across the board to the biggest pop superstars. And they just really had a wide range of musical style and production that they could do brought them a ton of success. And as you touched on, they started a group, NERD, and then began signing artists to Star Trek Records, their label, uh, Clips, and many others. It was They're just extremely talented, and Pharrell has been an innovator and someone who's changed the game, forward-thinking in everything he's done, music, uh, design, architecture, furniture, fashion. He is a leader, and he's someone who really pushes the envelope in all that he touches. Absolutely. You mentioned, and thanks for mentioning clips too. Um, grinding. He's been grinding since the early days, but talk about, um, talk about all, I mean, uh, I'm going to rattle off some of the names of the people he's worked with and people are going to be like, wait, that was Pharrell. That was Pharrell. Wait, that was Pharrell. <laughs> so, I mean, it, he worked with Nelly on Nellyville, Justin Timberlake on Justified, Gwen Stefani on Hollerback Girl, Snoop Dogg on Drop It Like It's Hot, Daft Punk. I think they won record of the year. He helped, yep. you know, he helped put together Get Lucky. Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines, another huge one. Beyonce's Beyonce. Say Kendrick Lamar's Pimp a Butterfly, um, all right, all that stuff. Like, um, basically every my point is is basically every big artist of the last, I don't even know, 25, 30 years he, he had a hand in, right? Pretty much anything you heard that was hot, it probably had something to do with Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> How about sort of uh the movie soundtracks? We had Hidden Figures and then Happy from Despicable Me too. Talk about uh how he even branched out um onto the big screen, not not just on our radios and, and streaming playlists, but you know, he 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 helped contribute to some Oscar. He got I think he has two Oscar nominations too, right? I believe he does. He's just a well-rounded, all-around guy who has multi-facets. He's a, a multi-hyphenate, I guess they call them nowadays, but he's also producing film and TV, and he's now the creative director for Louis Vuitton, so he's heavy into fashion, and of course he continues to produce great music. Again, he's a prolific uh, human in every way. Yes, uh, you've mul- you've mu- mentioned his his uh, fashion multiple times. Yeah, I think of that big hat, and <laughs> it's, it's like a pop culture icon at this point. It really um, is. What about um, in terms of uh, and any of the other musicians that are that are coming out to to pay tribute to Pharrell? I know every year a big highlight is to see all the other you know big names that come out to salute. I don't know, past years was what Alicia Keys and Keith Urban and Little Big Town and Zach Brown Band. There's been a bunch in recent years, but who are we allowed to tease? Who all else is coming out to to pay tribute to Pharrell? You know, we're going to try and keep it a little bit of a, of a sneak attack. It's There's some incredible <laughs> performers, great people showing up, some tributes kind of throughout the evening. There's a, a, an exciting group of people coming to honor uh, him, Pharrell, and also the members of Congress that we've chosen to honor, which are also equally as exciting. We're thankful that they're, they're Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Bill Cassidy. Very, very honored that all three of them have chosen to be honored uh, in the event. Yes. Uh, and if any past years or indications, a lot of times we get a bipartisan group up on stage to sing. I remember one year they'd sing what no one else on earth with Winona. And they always, yeah. they always get up and, and sing. Uh, but uh, talk, I guess just talk about why, you know, it it, every year, I think, and this year too, Chuck Schumer, of course, a Democrat and Bill Cassidy, a Republican, why it's sort of like a you try to honor like a bipartisan thing across the aisle uh, in terms of music legislation. Well, music is bipartisan and music is for everyone and music is used and it serves to get people together. And I think right now, maybe more than ever, 
music could play an important role of uniting people and bringing them from one side of the aisle to the center. So for this event, we do choose specifically to honor Democrats and Republicans because they're all equally important. They're all usually generally fans of music and they all know the power of music. And we, we think and we believe if we can bring people together through music and through the platform of the Academy and our Grammys on the Hill event, we can make change and we can make, make a difference in the world through, you know, small things that might affect just musicians, but larger things that could affect our entire society. And that's the goal for us at the Academy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Absolutely. And you're speaking about affecting change and it, it is called Grammy's On the Hill. Let's speak to the On the Hill part because I know there's this big blowout party here on, you know, Wednesday the 26th uh, at the Hamilton, a sort of a concert and a bunch of podium speeches and stuff. But in terms of like the next day, I know a lot of the artists, the whole the whole point of this is they stick around and advocate. So um, what are what are some of the legislative priorities? Um, I know it's like hits act and all that kind of stuff, but I'll let you I'll let you take that. part. <laughs> what are some of the legislative stuff? Yeah, there's quite a few of them, but the ones that we're probably going to focus on this year, there's one called the Restoring Artistic Protection Act, and it really has to do with the First Amendment rights protecting artists um, by limiting the use of artist lyrics as evidence in, in trials, criminal proceedings, civil proceedings. Right now, prosecutors are using lyrics specifically for hip-hop artists to uh, use them in a trial and, and use them to actually... Uh, as evidence to find people guilty of criminal behavior. And that's something that we just cannot continue to allow to have happen. We've had this bill passed in the state legislature in California and in other states across the country, but now we're pushing for federal legislation around that. Very, very important to protect the creative expression of art artists everywhere. Uh, the other one is called the HITS Act. You nailed that, helping independent tracks succeed. This is something that's been going on for a little bit here. Uh, making sure there's tax credits for people that are uh, spending money on productions and able to write those things off. There's a lot of intricacy to all these uh, bills that I guess we can go into if you want, but they're all to try and help protect and advocate for music people in the music community because we believe so strongly that music is such an indelible part of our community and our culture uh, and important to the way we move as a society. The other ones are live ticketing event reform. You've heard, I'm sure, in the in the news, there's been issues around ticketing prices and uh, proprietary pra or predatory practices around uh, selling tickets and reselling of tickets. That's something we need to address and take a look at. And we're asking Congress to make sure they listen to the artists and the consumers and make sure we create meaningful, uh, really bipartisan ticketing reforms that 
protect the music community and the consumer community. And then finally, the American Music Fairness Act, which is something we've been working on for quite some time. And that has to do with uh, AMFM radio broadcasting royalties due uh, performers on that platform. Lots to talk about and lots to work on. Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff. It's going to keep you busy for years and years, but you, it's, it's, it's important stuff. And uh, uh, let's just do I, I won't make you unpack and do a deep dive on all four or five of those. But let me, the one I will sort of cherry pick out and do a slightly deeper dive, um, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners will will relate to it, is is that live ticketing thing. I know we Taylor Swift sort of raised uh, those concerts, uh, raised a lot of awareness with, with that on that issue. But like what sort of predatory stuff like maybe Ticketmaster or, you know, the resale sites or, you know, better than me but like what yeah what specifically can we even do well there's a lot we can do the first thing we have to do is figure out something fair and equitable for all parties because this is not a combative uh approach we understand the importance of all different parts of the music ecosystem the live venues live performers consumers artists we all have to work together this is not something that we're trying to take down the live venues or anything like that we want live venues to succeed, but it's got to be done in a fair way. So there's deceptive practices happening in the ticketing. There are uh, bots. There's bulk resellers. There's, again, predatory practices that are happening. These are things. There's fees, unseen fees. that We need transparency. We need a dialogue and a discussion around this to find out what's fair and what's equitable. Again, we're not trying to take down one group or another. We are fighting for a healthy equitable music ecosystem because when one group wins we all win when music performers win it's good for venues and vice versa so we want to make sure that something is fair we are asking congress to make sure that they listen to the artists and take in what they're saying because there are real issues at play here that which you talked about and you've seen them through the taylor swift thing make sure we find a bipartisan ticketing reform that makes sense and protects artists and consumers Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been really generous with your time. Uh, anything else we want to say about the event? Like um, uh, for our listeners that are listening to this, I want to make sure it's it's not really open to the public, I don't think, right? It's more of a private event, right? It's more of a private event, but as a consumer and a fan of music, we always ask for your support. And when we start new legislation or new efforts and initiatives, we love the support of music fans everywhere to make sure that the music people are taken care of because without music, what is our culture? What are we doing if we don't have the creativity and the storytelling and music that changes people's hearts and lives and minds? This is important. And this is why the Academy works so hard to make sure we're protecting music people for the good of society. Very well said. Uh, in our final seconds, I'd love to learn a little bit. You know, we've talked about Pharrell and everything else, but let's hear a little bit more about you, Harvey Mason Jr. <laughs> where did you grow? Where did you grow up? How you know? What do? You, what are some of your earliest memories of like falling in love with music? That, that it became your life's work and obsession. But you know, how how did it how did it begin for you? <laughs> it began for me being born to two musicians. Both my parents were in college, uh, New England Conservatory of Music and Berklee School of Music. In Boston, I was born under a piano and grew up playing a piano my whole life. Began, began as a songwriter and a producer, produced a bunch of artists, and then eventually worked my way into the position I'm currently in, which is my proudest achievement, which is representing music people all across the country and, and, and hopefully in the future all around the world. Make sure that they have the opportunity to create and express themselves the same way I did, the same way Pharrell did, and so many other artists. And ultimately the value and the power of music is something I want to make sure that I amplify or I hold up 
and make sure that it is allowed to continue to thrive and do what it does. The magic, the miracle of music is something that I'm going to make sure gets to the next level. And that's changing again. It's opening people's eyes. It's telling stories. It's making sure people feel what they feel. Every memory you have almost is attached to a music moment. You can always tell what happened, what song was playing when you did this, when you did that. The power of music is important and we can't let it erode. We have to make sure we advocate for it. And we make sure people from the music community, people that are creating this magical art form are protected and, and they're secure enough to be able to continue to make the music that matters. Awesome. Well, uh, as we wrap here, I invite our listeners to go check out your run of music too. You know, you'll you'll see some songs you've worked on. And, and Destiny's Child and Brandy and Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton, Michael Jackson, just to name a few. So there, there you go. And you even played in the Final Four, I believe. So I mean, you can do everything. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks, Jason. It was a lot of fun. And thanks to your listeners for the support. And thank you for the support to continue to help us tell stories about why music is important, what the Academy is doing for music people all around the world. All right, Grammys on the Hill, Wednesday, April 26th at the Hamilton. Harvey Mason Jr., thanks so much. Thank you, Jason. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.